We will be back in service tonight, 6 o'clock. Praise God. We're going to go ahead and get started in our message today. And uh, um, we began a series last Sunday that we entitled Living a Cross-Shaped Life. Um, and um, we started that last week. And if you remember, we talked about how that there are uh, two major uh, bars uh, in the making of a cross. You got your vertical line, and then you got your horizontal line. And the uh, vertical line of the cross is what connects us to the heavens, to God. And then uh, the horizontal line uh, is what connects us to uh, those around us. Uh, and um, we told you about it has to do with relationships. Number one, our relationship with God. And then our relationship with others. Um, so we're going to continue and I cannot stress the importance um, of the cross and, uh, and what it means. Everything in the Old Testament was built and a foreshadow of the cross of Jesus and what was going to take place at Calvary. The tabernacle, and I have studied uh, that and taught that many times through the years, and um, we know that everything in the tabernacle, and God told Moses what to put in it, and he told him how to place it. And we know that now, if you had a drone and raised it up over the tabernacle and could look right down, everything was fixed in the shape of a cross. So... The cross is the apex um, of this world and this life in which we need. Um, our, the part one of this study we began last week, developing a meaningful relationship with, with the Father. And um, we've got a lesson to, to go today having to do with that. And then the next time that we come back before you, we're going to talk about the other being of the cross in our relationship with others. But our scripture reading today is Malachi chapter 1, verses 6 through 9. And uh, even though we're in Malachi, we're not going to be talking about tithing. A lot of people take a take a deep breath when when the pastor mentions Malachi, because a lot of times when he when he goes to Malachi, that's what he's teaching about. But um, we're not going to be we're not going to be reading about that today. Malachi chapter one, beginning at verse six, um, down through first verse nine, and this is what it reads like: A son. Maybe they'll get that up there on the screen in just a second. But a son honors his father, and a servant his master. 
if then I am the Father, where is my honor? And if I am a master, where is my reverence, saith the Lord of hosts? To you priests who despise my name, yet you say, in what way have we despised your name? You offer defiled food on my altar. But say, in what way have we defiled um, uh, in what way have we defiled you? By saying the table of the Lord is contemptible, and when you offer the blind as a sacrifice, is it not evil? And when you offer the lame and sick, is it not evil? Offer it then to your governor. Would he be pleased with you? Would he accept you favorably, saith the Lord of hosts? But now entreat God's favor that he may be gracious to us while this thing is being done by your hands, will he accept you favorably, saith the Lord of hosts. Let us pray. Lord, as we come today, we thank you and we praise you for your love and your grace. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be in your house. We're asking now that you will speak to us, Lord, through your word. Give us what we need today. In the blessed, holy, mighty name of Jesus, let the church say, God bless you, and you can be seated. In our message today, we're going to be talking about a life which honors God to be accepted by Him. A life which honors God to be accepted by Him. Now, as we're talking about the cross-shaped life, we also continue the focus on, on God or the vertical line of the cross. Above everything else, we must develop a meaningful relationship with God. And after all, it is from Him which all blessings flow. Amen. I mean, I can't ex ex um, I tell you enough how important it is that first of all, we develop that meaningful relationship with God. And one reason is all the good things that we get comes from Him. No other source. It comes from Him. I'm reminded of what James 1 and 17 says in the New Testament. It says it, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation nor shadow of turning. Hallelujah. So if every good and perfect gift proceeds from the Father, then I would think that it would benefit us, benefit us to maintain a meaningful relationship with Him. If you believe that, give Him a hand. Now, in our message last week, if you'll remember, I preached about loving God more than anyone or anything else. Now, we're going to take up this relationship with him a step further by talking about a life which honors God to be accepted by him. 
Hallelujah. There's a, there's a course that we sing around here uh, that talk, um, in that course it talks about that. In everything I do to honor you. In everything I do to honor you. And I don't know about you today, but I want to bring honor to the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I don't want to just focus on myself and what I think is important in my life or try to, uh, uh, to get ahead in things that uh, what I consider is important to me, but I need to focus my life that everything that I do, I give honor to God. Now, I hate to burst your bubble and uh, start you out bad right now, but uh, um, unless the Lord comes, tomorrow's Monday. A lot of people say Monday. They don't like to talk about Monday. But on Monday morning, if you get up to go to work, your main focus shouldn't be about uh, just what you're doing on the job. Before you leave the house, you ought to consider in your mind and in your spirit, and you ought to pray for God to help you in this. Lord, help me to do something this day that will bring honor to you. God said, if I'm your father, where is my honor? I'm afraid he's not getting a lot of honor from people today. Hallelujah. I don't think, I don't think he's getting a lot of respect from some people in the world today. So I want to talk about bringing honor to God for our first point today. Um, there would be nothing that would benefit our relationship with God more than if we would precede every action we take by questioning ourselves whether this action would bring honor to God. Amen. <clears throat> I don't care what you do. Everything that we do ought to be preceded by thinking, will this bring honor to God? Now, I might be considered old school here, but even in when considering a job that I'm if I'm looking for a job to be hard, I'm gonna think about it. There are there ways I can honor God in that job. Hallelujah. Now, we know that they kicked prayer and Bible out of the schools a long time ago. And we know what's going on in the schools. I mean, Lord of mercy, all the the shootings and the things that are going on on today. But the Lord showed me several years ago when I started the job that I'm doing right now, the Lord allowed something to happen as I was sitting my very first afternoon to drive children by myself, um, sitting in that bus waiting for the school to be dismissed there at um, Gladeville uh, Elementary School. Uh, I, the Lord spoke in my spirit. Our kids might not get nothing inside the school, but you can show them something on the bus. And I've tried to do that. I want to give honor to God no matter what I am doing and where I am at, because he's my king. He's my Lord. Hallelujah. And everything I do in life, I want to give honor unto him. 
Hallelujah. Our goal in life should be to bring honor to God in everything we do or say. Now, in the time of Malachi, the prophet Malachi, the priest was more concerned, if you remember what we read about a few minutes ago, the priest was more uh, concerned about benefiting themselves than honoring God. Come on. All the good livestock they would keep for themselves while using the sick, the blind, and the lame animals for God's sacrifice. In simple terminology, they were, they were shortchanging God. Hallelujah. Now, just kind of um, to uh, take your mind back, the people would bring the animals for sacrifice, and the priest would take care of that. Well, by the time of Malachi's day, those priests got to where they would keep the best of the animals, and those that come in that were lame, that were sick, that were blind, they couldn't get much value out of them. So they used them to make the sacrifice which the Word of God clearly said, amen, that when you give God a sacrifice, you're supposed to give Him the best. Hallelujah. God had already told them, do not offer a lame animal, a blinded animal. Amen. But you bring the best to God. But those priests that got to where it was more important for them to benefit themselves than honoring God. Amen. Hallelujah. They were short-changing God. They, um, they only honored God with their mouth, not their heart. Come on. Hallelujah. How much of that goes on today? Where people honor God with their lips, with words they say, but not with the deeds and the life they live. I'm thinking about Isaiah 29 and 13 when I talk about that. He said, therefore, the Lord said, inasmuch as these people draw near with, uh, with their mouths and honor me with their lips, but have removed their hearts far from me, and their fear toward me is taught by the commandment of men. The Lord said, you honor me with your lip, but your heart is far from me. You know what? God gets shortchanged a lot today, too. Hallelujah. He gets shortchanged a lot today. Now, maybe we think it's bad what the people did back then. Some of them priests, you know, say, oh, here's one that's blind in one eye. Ain't no, I ain't going to be able to get much money from him but down the market. Or oh, this one over here is lame. I ain't going to be able to make no profit on that one. So we'll just, we'll just give them to the Lord. The people brought the animals, but when they refused to do what they were supposed to do, they were shortchanging God. Can I, can I preach this a little bit now? Now, here I am today. We don't offer literal sacrifices. Jesus took care of that. I'm glad he took care of that. But if I go to the house of God and... I'm, I'm there at the worship time, and uh, 
I just kind of half-hearted give God some worship. Uh, stick up a little hand about, about like this. Guess what? When they fly a flag half-mass, it means somebody's dead. And if you're doing that in the house of God, it might be an indication that you're the one that's died. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, and, and just, I, I've, got to, I've got to mention this right here. Pentecostal people especially are some of the world's worst about this. There's a lot of people come to church, sit on the pews, and they think they're not supposed to do nothing until they feel something move. Well, guess what? If you don't make a move first, you ain't going to never feel nothing moving. The worship service, and I've said this time and time again, the worship service is God's part of the service. God is not getting a thing out of what I'm doing right now. Hallelujah. What I'm doing is not glorifying God right now. I'm not giving him nothing. I'm declaring the word to preach unto you. Whatever God gets out of a service is what he gets when we begin to worship. So how many times have we shortchanged God but not given our best worship? Hallelujah. But not given him praise. Let me tell you something. It's the hand of God that you hear this morning. I am reminded too often Seems like nowadays. I mean, it's, it, it's happened so many times. And I look back over the, uh, the funerals, many of which I have preached, and some I have gone to that others have preached. And the, the young age of those that are being called out, I... Uh, we're in prayer for uh, uh, Danny's uh, and, her, and her family. I mean, Brent was just uh, 51 or 52 years old. And went to bed, died in his sleep. You know, uh, uh, shocked to everybody. Nobody was expecting it. Uh, there's been several that I work with here lately the same way. And I look at myself. And say, well, you know, I could take a little bit better care of myself. She had some of them pounds. But I'm going to tell you something. That don't matter all the time neither. I lost a good friend of mine uh, at the close of 2017, a man that's been driving the bus uh, (coughs) a a couple years longer than myself. Now, you look at this man, and he was in the picture of health. Ten years younger than, than me. He went to the gym and worked out three times every, every week. Always d- and done it for years. There was not an ounce of fat in his body. He parked his bus one day, got home, sat down at the table to eat, and was never able to even pick up the fork because he killed over dead right there. Had a massive uh, heart attack, the kind of heart attack they say is a widow maker, and uh, took him out. Um, 
so we don't never know when we're going to leave here. And age don't have anything to do with it. None of these other things that we think about have anything to do with it. This could be the last service I have to worship my Lord. And I shouldn't want to shortchange him today. If he ever deserved me to lift my hands and thank him, he deserves me to do that today. Not because I feel like it. Not because I feel the Holy Ghost goosebumps, praise God. Somebody said, well, the service is dead. If you would do something, he might live it up. Hallelujah. <clears throat> but God said they honor me with their lips, but the heart is far from me. Now let me move on. I want to talk about a worthy aim. A worthy aim. It's, it's for sure about this. If you aim at nothing, you're going to hit it. Hallelujah. If you aim at nothing, you're going to hit it. Hit nothing. But if you remember... In our scripture text, God asked the people through the prophet Malachi, did they think he was going to accept them favorably by how they were doing? Remember what God spoke through Malachi? He said, you offer me the lame and the, blind, uh, and, and the blinded and all these things. He said, then you think, do you think I am going to uh, accept you favorably? by how you're doing. You see, the main goal and purpose of our service to God is to be accepted by Him. Hallelujah. It should be your aim to please Him in all you do. Hallelujah. Everything we do, we should seek to please God and to be accepted by Him. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 7 through 9. Let's see what it says. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, yes, well pleased rather, to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. And we know Apostle Paul was talking about uh, leaving here, leaving this life or staying, either one. And he talked about it. Uh, be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Verse 9, therefore we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to him. Hallelujah. It ought to be your aim every day of the week, not just Sunday. Amen. To everything you do, everything you do, that God's going to accept it that he's going to look favorably towards you about it. Now, I cannot talk about this without mentioning the very first instance in the Scripture uh, about God accepting what we do. Genesis chapter 4, verses 3 through 5. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering. 
but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. I must say that we need to get out of the mindset, if we have that mindset, that God's going to accept everything we do and receive us favorably just because we did. Hallelujah. Amen. I believe it would be safe to say, and listen to what I'm telling you now, because this is what I honestly feel about it. And I've studied this for years. I've looked at it at every angle that is possible to look at. And I believe that it's safe to say that Cain never worked on building a meaningful relationship with God. Long before this happened, Cain never worked on building a meaningful relationship with God. Hallelujah. I submit to you that the sins of pride, jealousy, and murder was in his heart long before he killed his brother. He had those sins in him long before he killed Abel. Those things were growing in him like a bacteria. <coughs> he didn't see no relationship with the Lord. But I believe all these things was in him. His aim was not to please God, but to serve his self-interest. His aim was not to please the Lord, but to serve his self-interest. And what leads me to think that is after he got angry, you know what the Lord, go back and look what the Lord told him. He said, if you do well, won't you be accepted? But if you don't do well, sin is lying at the door. That lets me to know that Cain had a sin issue long before he killed his brother. Hallelujah. It was laying there crouched like a lion ready to, uh, to attack. And the reason why that was, he never worked on developing a meaningful relationship with the Lord. Now I'm fixing... To, to close and we're going to have one more scripture and I want I want you to think about that cross and the vertical beam which connects you to God because the next time that we talk about this we're going to talk about the other our connections with one another I cannot overemphasize or stress how important it is for you and I to develop a meaningful relationship with God because that is the only way we are going to be acceptable and, and he looked favorably 
at us. It's good to have people tell you on this earth you've done a good job. It's good for your boss to say good job. This this is good. You did that good. That's all that's fine. But this is what I'm striving for. Right here in Matthew twenty five and twenty three. This is what I'm striving for. This is the words of Jesus. He was talk he had he had given about the parable of the talents. And he said, His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Church, above all else, I've got to hear those words one day. I want to hear those words. I want to hear him say, well done. I want to hear him say, enter into the joy of the Lord. What? Let me ask you this. What will I have if I don't hear those words? What am I going to have if I don't? Hear those words. That's why I've got to honor him in everything. Honor him and strive to be accepted with him and for him to look favorably at me. Let's stand together.